0: And then you realize, was Alice really here? Did she really do this to us? Yes, she did. We were horrified. You know, one tire being flat, you could kind of blame it on coins too. No, I am thoroughly convinced. I've told my grandchildren this, I've told all my friends, I've taken them to that grave and I forbid them to walk on that slab.
1: <laughs> From South Carolina Public Radio and South Carolina ETV, this is South of Spooky, an exploration of ghost stories,
2: folklore and culture in the South. I'm Gavin Jackson. And I'm A.T. Shire. In this episode, Where in the World is Alice Flag?
1: <sighs> oh. Oh. Mm. oh my God. Nora Roberts.
2: Oh, you did it again. I can't believe it. So steamy. What are you doing? doing? The windows are steamed up in here like in Titanic. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, not again. Are you reading those dang romance novels? You said you weren't going to do that in the office anymore. You weren't going to do this at work.
1: Things have just been so tough lately with these cases. I need an escape somewhere where everything works out. Where I find my knight in shining armor.
2: Alright, tone it down. This is not you. These are the books talking. Also, get ready, because I saw Chief stomping around talking about another case. I think another one of those romance ghosts. <gasps> yeah, down in Pauly's Island again. <gasps> the seaside and love. What could be better? I do not like these romance cases. I feel like we already did this. Oh, I think I can hear Chief coming. How can you tell? Because the Carmen San Diego music's about to set it up. What music? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, there it is. I hear it now, yeah.
3: Listen up, gumshoes. Here's your case. A redemptive road trip. Travel to Pauly's Island on the coast of South Carolina to locate the love-lost, lugubrious Alice flag. Chief, great idea.
1: We messed up the first time on Polly's Island when we couldn't find the world's most mysterious meteorologist, Gray Man. But I'm confident we'll figure this one out. Exactly. A chance to unsully your good names, you two
3: ghoulish gumshoes. Now, here's what we know. This case deals with three Gs, a grave, a tragic death of a girl named Alice Flagg and the gift of a ring. G- Gavin starts with a G. That's four Gs. Correct. And now I have a fifth G for you. Get out of here and find Alice. Mm. Oh, wait
1: a now that I'm away from Chief and I've put my books down, I have to admit I'm a little lost here. All we have are these three Gs, and she wasn't really clear about them.
2: Pretty broad, if you ask me. That's right, G. You got it, G. And don't forget about 4G, that's you. I came up with that, that's you though. Anyway, we also have the location somewhere on Pauly's Island. Yeah, but still not enough to really go on, even as 4G,
1: a strong signal I am.
2: Well, I may know someone who can take a little information and turn it into a lot of information. What kind of riddle is that? Like a, you, you talking about like a talk show host or something? Okay, fine, I'm not gonna split hairs here. I, I, I know a hacker. <laughs>
1: You know a hacker? Is that even legal? Can we even talk about this? You know what, I don't wanna know why, it tracks.
2: You just seem like a hacker knower. Regardless, you think you can help? I mean, it can't hurt. Let's go and give all this information to a person I've only met online. Like, that's good, right? Yeah,
1: that checks out with all the security training IT makes us do at work here. Let's go.
2: Okay, A.T., so what's this hacker's name? I only know them by their online hacker name, DittoHead. What's the password? New England Clam Chowder. Is that the red or the white? Ooh, I could never remember that. Are we really
1: doing the whole Ace Ventura bit here?
2: Yes, shush. White? Yes!
4: I thought I told you never to come here in person. Were you followed? Who's this suit with you? Can he be trusted?
2: Well, yes, I'm fine, and nice to see you too, Dittohead. Anyway, this is my sleuthing partner, Gavin, a.k.a. 4th G. I came up with that. And yes, he can be trusted. Honestly, I don't know why you're being so cagey. All you ever do is torrent bootleg copies of Japanese dub Murder She Wrote for me. Don't say another word! All right, enough, you two. We're here for a
1: reason, and it isn't Japanese copies of Murder, She Wrote, which, by the way, I have and paid for it legally, if anyone bothered even asking. Chief's expecting us to solve this, so let's get down to business.
4: Oh, another Murder, She Wrote fan. A fellow Cabot Cove denizen in our midst, I see you too agree that the Japanese dubs are the only real way to experience it.
1: Yes, and arigato, dittohead son. Now, for the love of God, can we please get what we came here for? Of course. Anything for you,
4: 4th G. Why, this feels like the classic crossover episode in Season 3 with Magnum P.I. called Magnum on Ice, or shall I say, Hikami
2: no Magunamu. What service can DittoHead do for you? All right, Magnum P.I., we're working a quasi-missing person's case. The only catch is it's hundreds of years old, and we only have three clues to work with. A grave, a girl named Alice Flagg, and a gift of a ring. Now, I know that isn't much, but do you think you can help us out? You've come to the right place.
4: I've disabled Russian power grids with less. Let's get started. I'm bouncing my location all over mainland Europe, though so they'll never be able to trace me. Oh, ho, ho, they're good. I'm gonna have to sneak in the back door.
1: Man, this is super well encrypted. Wow, DittoHead, what are you hacking into? The U.S. government census database? What is this? Even harder. Wikipedia.
4: Ahaha, <laughs> and just like that, we're done. It's printing
2: now. Wow, Dittohead, this is great. Yeah, what's it saying? says here that Alice Flagg's grave is at All Saints Cemetery in Pauly's Island. Oh, let me
1: see that. Oh, look here. It also says that if you want to see Alice's ghost, you present a ring on her gravestone. We'll walk backwards around it 13 times, and her disembodied spirit will come and inspect the ring. This is exactly what Chief is looking for. Dittohead, I have to admit, I had my doubts.
4: Fourth g we were one in the same. And us,
2: Jessica Fletchers, always get our culprit. <laughs> I love this friendship. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dittohead. But Gavin and I, we have a grave to visit. Let's get to Pauly's Island. Good luck, but something about how hard that was to find was
4: a little suspicious. So I'm going to keep digging. If I find anything, I'll call you on
1: this satellite phone. Okay, this is huge and cumbersome, but it definitely goes with that dot matrix printer. We'll be in touch.
2: I see the parking lot. It's right there. Pulling, 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 pulling. Okay, okay, calm down, calm down.
1: You're going to have to rein it in because I've lined up an interview with a local Alice Flag believer named Jackie Champion. But uh, she doesn't want to go to the grave. Kind of ominous there. Ah, there she is. Let's see what she has to say.
0: One of the greatest highlights of a teenager in South Carolina in the late 60s, early 70s was first week at the beach. All, all of us saved all of our money up to go that first week. But on one of our particular trips in '68 or it was '69, we decided to go visit Alice. So we, uh, when we drove out there, at the time All Saints was not, you know, on heavily trafficked, you know, Highway 17. It was a little further out. So we got there, and there was probably about 10 or 15 people kind of around. So we kind of waited till it got a little more secluded because we wanted to do the ceremony. We wanted to place the ring and walk 13 times backwards and see if Alice would come up. And we had told the story the night before to all of our friends that we knew. So the four of us were out there, finally found the slab that had Alice's name on it, already a beaten path worn around her grave. But the uh, saying was, you place a um, ring on top of her grave, walk 13 times backwards, say her name. Supposedly Alice is supposed to pop up and see if that's the ring that she lost from her beloved. Well, we did that, and a friend of mine decided that when nothing happened, she'd jump on that slab and de- proclaim Alice was a fake. And we we're all horrified that she did that, but we all kind of laughed, and when we got back to our car, two tires were flat, and there was no one at that cemetery but us. Nobody. We were horrified. The curse of Alice had struck us.
2: And you're sure it couldn't have been anyone else. You're convinced it was Alice that did this.
0: Yes, she did. <laughs> she did, I am thoroughly convinced. I've told my grandchildren this and I forbid them to walk on that slab.
2: <laughs> well, thank you so much, ma'am. Uh, yeah, I think we're in the right place. If her experience was that eventful, I can only imagine how good ours will be. Let's get to that grave. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess, let's just uh, hurry up. I don't like the way that sky looks or any of this. <laughs> uh, hmm. Okay, this cemetery is a little spooky. Not going to lie. There are very old graves all over the place. The trees are covered in Spanish moss. Really spooky vibe here.
2: I mean, if we're ever going to find a ghost, it's definitely going to be here. So you're saying you want to circle the grave and offer the ring?
1: (laughs) Um, um, Well, actually, since uh, (laughs) you're you're closer, I mean, uh, why don't you go ahead and do it? Okay, sure. (coughs) Scaredy cat. (laughs) You know what? I don't even care that you're making fun of me. Did we remember a ring? Do we have a ring?
2: Well, I just so happen to always carry a replica Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl ring on my person. Go Birds. Hallelujah. So we'll see how big of a sports fan she is, all right, Mr. Scaredy Pants Gavin. Video this for me, so we can prove to Chief we've done our official due diligence. I'm here at All Saints Cemetery in Georgetown, South Carolina. There's a grave that says graves. It's a little on the nose, a little hat on a hat. We're here because of course, we're at the notorious grave of Alice Flagg. Now, there have been stories about how to get her ghost here and there are a lot of different things you have to do but one thing that is consistent is you must present a ring on her grave. The ring in this case, a replica 2017 Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl ring. <laughs> it's the only one available, also go birds. Uh, so I will place the ring on her grave, and then I will circle the grave 13 times backwards, and then we wait, hopefully eliciting a response from the aforementioned Dallas flag. So Gavin, are you sure you want me to do this? Uh, I'm sure. Okay, all right, you don't want to give it a try. No I don't, but I'm not scared either. (laughs) All right, well then, let's get to it. All right, ring in place, go birds always. Okay, backwards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the dizziness is setting in, (laughs) nine, 10, 11, 12, last one, 13. Okay. Alice. Distant rumble of thunder, but as far as the eye can see, no forlorn ghosts, you know? So maybe we wait a second, right? Give it some time, see what's what. It is during the day, hopefully, I didn't see much. I've heard that it had to be midnight, maybe, but that's a little romantic, if you ask me. And uh, I heard you have to lay down. A little too wet for me to lay down. I have my standards, okay? So uh, we'll give it a few more minutes. We'll see what happens. Time-lapse. Well, I gotta say, uh, as far as I can tell, uh, I, I don't know. Did we do it wrong? I don't, Alice, you'll be that one to tell me. Do you think I can grab my ring back? I'm not leaving this for her. This is an heirloom. <laughs> I'm grabbing it, okay? Spooky boy's out.
1: <sighs> Dang, it. we got nothing. No ghost. Our tires are intact. I was sure after talking to that lady that we at least have some minor vandalism. Of course, you know, South Carolina roads are what they are, and catching a few flats is uh, to be expected, I would say. Either way,
2: we're back at square one.
1: Chief is not going to like this.
2: Yeah, you're right. Let's just get back in the car and head home. Ugh, man, I can't tell you how much I hate these romantic Pauly's Island ghosts. I'm so sick of it. This is gray man all over. Now, wait a second. You might be onto something.
1: I think you might have just broken this case a little bit. What? That I'm completely over these romantic ghost stories? Not quite. More along the lines that this is Gray Man all over. Like we totally have been on Paulie's, looking for a ghost, and... Okay, and yes, what? Don't make me do this. Just say it. And who did we talk to? They were beyond hospitable and helpful. Hmm?
2: Do you remember who it was? Oh, Lee Brockington!
1: There you go. Lee Brockington is a native South Carolinian. She's been involved in public programs, historical research, media productions, etc. since the early 1980s. She was curator of education at the Historic Columbia Foundation, the senior interpreter of history and culture at Hobcaw Barony, and author of Plantation Between the Waters. If Lee is as good of a storyteller as I think she is, we've got to get over to her place ASAP because she'll know everything there is to know about Alice Flagg.
5: I think the ghost of Alice Flagg, the legend of Alice Flagg, is a story that that bears repeating because I'm sure that certain dynamics of the story are true. And Alice was a young woman. The dates are always a little bit unusual, but let's pick 1840. And let's know that by this time, Alice Flagg's father has died. At the point of the story, her mother is on retreat in the mountains of western North Carolina. And so her mother was away at the time of this incident.
2: Ooh, incident. Even though Lee's being incredibly vague about the facts, my attention is wrapped. Calm
1: down, calm down, and stop interrupting. Let her tell the dang story. She's about to get to the love part. (sighs) Ah, I love a steamy love story.
5: It was understood by Alice's mother and Alice's grown brother, slightly older than she, that she had fallen in love. The mother and Alice's brother had decided that that young man was not good enough and if you compare the daughter or the son of a rice planter to a man who is involved in timber interest even if that young man owns timber comes from a family that owns a great deal of property but that's a trade that's not agriculture that's not the planter class
2: oh my god my god my god it's forbidden love now who's interrupting? Get it together, dude.
5: Alice was very much in love, but she was also young. We believe about 16 years old. And so the mother and the brother conceived of a way that they might separate the two. And so like many young ladies, Alice was sent to school in Charleston.
1: How could they separate them? They're in
5: love.
2: Oof, he's losing it.
5: But also, as sometimes was the case, when a student got sick... They were separated, just like we do today. You stay home from school. It was decided that Alice should be returned to her home at Merle's Inlet, and her brother went by carriage with a slave, um, an enslaved carriage driver and went and picked her up, and she was very sick by this time. And she was able to return to the family's summer home that um, later became known as the Hermitage, and she was taken to her room. And there, one of the enslaved house servants tended to her. And as as she changed her from her traveling clothes into a nightgown for her sickbed, the maid discovered that there was a ribbon around Alice's neck with a ring, easily perceived as an engagement ring, Mm -hmm a gift from the betrothed, and that maid called the brother, showed it to him, and he untied the ribbon and took the ring from around her neck. Alice did not recover. She became sicker and sicker. There were times where she called out in her delirium, my ring, my ring, because she was so used to touching it even under her garments when she was at school. That hidden ring around her neck, So as she became sicker, she became sadder. Her brother, meanwhile, had taken that ring, put it in his pocket, sat on the front porch, worried about his sister, and then also became angry that she had worn this ring around her neck in violation of what he had told her, of what her mother had told her. And in his anger, he walked down the steps out to the edge of the salt marsh, took that ring from his pocket and angrily threw it into the salt marsh. Imagine a tide either taking the ring out to sea or washing it deep, deep into the pluff mud. Alice died that day and the last thing they heard Alice say was, my ring, where is my ring? And then she succumbed. It has been said that a quick burial was done in the yard on the property surrounding the hermitage, a shallow grave covered by empty oyster shells to protect against animals or desecration. When her mother was notified and was able to return to the Waccamaw Neck, a proper burial occurred in what was then called the Cedar Hill Cemetery. That Cedar Hill Cemetery then became Blaine Church, Blaine Church, Cemetery. Historians believe that somewhere in the present day Blaine Church Cemetery is an unmarked grave of Alice Flagg.
2: Uh, Blaine Church? What was all that All Saints Church talk then? Whose grave did I circle? Did I desecrate a mystery person's grave? Get a
1: hold of yourself, AT, you're hysterical.
5: And also, interrupting. I said an unmarked grave up in Merle's Inlet, not too far from Blaine Church. But everybody listening is going, uh-uh, Alice is buried at All Saints. She's buried buried in the former Episcopal churchyard at Pauley's Island. I've been there. I've seen the marker that lays flat on the ground and says A-L-I-C-E. I've walked around that grave 13 times backwards. We did.
2: I did it earlier. <laughs> yeah, We just came from there.
5: <laughs> did it work?
2: Sadly, no. No.
5: This is the real mystery. We know that Alice Flagg lived. We can bet that she fell in love with the wrong person. We know that she died, and we know that she was buried. But where was she buried? Mm. An unmarked grave, according to the best historians. Mm. But... How do you explain the mystery at All Saints Cemetery at that churchyard? How do you explain Mm -hmm. all of the things that happen when people do walk around Mm -hmm. backwards 13 times, when they do hold a ring in their hand as they're circling the grave, and the ring is taken from the palm of their hands? Mm -hmm. How do you explain that?
1: All I wanted was a steamy ghost romance. A Goro for short, by the way. I'm beside myself. I can't believe Alice isn't in that grave. Leave me here to die. Go. Mayhaps I'll become the ghost that haunts All Saints Cemetery. Oh, come on now, 4th G. Don't get so down. We're gonna forge ahead, okay? The 4G signal is down. Who am I even kidding? I'll never be Jessica Fletcher. Just leave me here with my romance novels and this massive satellite phone.
2: Is all this romance schlock and murder she wrote the whole reason we're out here?
1: Uh, alas, it matters not. I guess I'm just going to have to sit here and read a few chapters of my Nora Roberts, and I can't believe I'm going to to say this, but hope a lead
2: falls right into my lap. Mm. Now, 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 G-Baby, we don't talk like this. That's not my Gavin. Uh. My Gavin pushes on to the final chapter of his own book that he's writing. And doesn't leave anything to chance. <sighs>
1: um.
2: <gasps> oh my god, the AT method worked! <laughs> oh wow, even I'm surprised. <laughs> and I gotta say, you didn't even twiddle your thumbs. But a- a- anyway, a- answer the damn
4: sat phone. This is Dittohead. Repeat, Dittohead looking for 4th g Dittohead,
1: oh, my knight in shining armor. Um, <clears throat> I mean. Yes, go on.
4: Okay, I've been chasing down some mystery threads after I sent you two on your way.
1: Something wasn't sitting right with me. I know, I know. We just found that Alice isn't buried at all, Saints. We're stuck, Dittohead. Precisely, but I have much more. What else could there be? This lead is dead. We're cooked.
4: Au contraire, mi amor. We're just starting to cook with gas because I was just digging further and I noticed all the money surrounding Alice's flag.
1: Money? This is a 200-year-old missing persons case, I thought.
4: Exactly. That's what everyone thinks. That's why there's an Alice Flag opera and a movie called The Ghost of Alice Flag, a.k.a. Honeymoon from Hell, end quote. What I'm trying to get through to you is that there is substantial money to be made with this ghost, and it goes back years. I've traced it all the way back to a place called The Hermitage. That's all I have. Follow the money. I leave the rest to you. Dittohead. signing off.
2: What did he say? What did he say? He says to follow the money to the hermitage. Didn't Lee mention the hermitage? Oh, I think we got a break in this. Let's get to the hermitage before it's too late. Aren't we like 200 years late? Ugh, can't you see that I'm trying to build suspense here? (gasps) Like Nora Roberts.
1: (gasps) Ugh, you've ruined it anyway. The moment's over. Let's just go.
2: Okay, we're almost there. Seems like 4th G has gotten his groove back on this drive over.
1: Oh, boy, has he ever. I've done some digging, and i found the living relatives of an owner who bought the hermitage from the Flag family. Oh, I feel so alive. We're on our way right now to talk to them. Oh, I can taste it. We're so
2: close. Oh, boy, maybe old Gab is a little too excited. I don't know. There's a real role reversal either way. Freaky Friday situation. Obviously, I'd be Lindsay Lohan. Anyway, what's the plan? Who are we going to talk to? No, 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 I'm Lindsay. No, we're not doing it, it
1: doesn't matter. Actually, we have a lead here. Now listen close, because this is going to jump around a little bit. We're going to be talking to Bill and his sister-in-law, Ann Chandler. Bill's uncle, Clark Wilcox Jr. inherited the hermitage from his father, Clark Wilcox Sr. He bought that land back in 1905, land that the hermitage is now on right here in Georgetown County. This house has been in their family since and apparently
2: they have quite the insight on our case. Oh, baby, baby, this is so good. These people lived in the house that Alice died in. I bet they have such good, creepy stories.
6: When, uh, when we were remodeling it, they wanted they were starting the bike path here and they wanted some uh, houses on this, you know, thought to make money for that. And so they asked us if we would do it, and our upstairs was not finished, but the downstairs was, was. And what Joe, while he was working on it, he would go upstairs, and he said, every time he went upstairs, because Alice had her bedroom up there, and every time he went, or that was where she died, uh, he, every time he went up there, the, the goose pimples broke out on his arms, and his, <laughs> right, it, it, right. It just, it, he just—he didn't like that feeling. But he went up there anyway and worked on it.
7: <laughs> that bedroom, incidentally, was Joe's in my bedroom from the time we were about 12 until we went off to college.
6: Yeah.
7: And and I know exactly what he was talking. about. <laughs> <laughs> they both were kind of <laughs> skittish. <laughs> yeah
2: avenue dirty dog you've done it they lived in the bedroom where she died and can confirm it was creepy oh this is first-hand spooky activity we're closing this case (laughs) we're catching
1: this
7: ghost i can feel it
1: i know i know thank you thank you let's just see how else i was right let them keep going
7: our uh, grandfather clark wilcox senior owned the hermitage his son clark wilcox jr inherited it and he was writing and selling pamphlets and books. He had a little shop out by the road, and he was fully capable of embellishing the Embellish. story.
6: Wait a minute, excuse me,
0: he's full of bullshit.
1: Okay, so I'm uh, I'm hearing that by the account of his own family, the owner of the Hermitage was full of bullshit. Where's this going? What's happening here?
7: Uh, he was he was writing pamphlets promoting the hermitage because they had visitors that came into the hermitage and they bought his material his pamphlets and things and so In my opinion and then I think the family's opinion he embellished the story of Alice to lighten it up I think I'm certain he did.
1: Oh No, oh, oh no. Oh my god. My ghost love story. I don't feel so good. Oh god.
2: This is all lining up with what Lee said in the wrong ways. Oh man, this is falling apart. And Gavin is deteriorating fast. (laughs) This is only one guy's opinion. It has to be. Why?
6: We understand that Joe and Bill's grandmother and her sister uh, started the story of Alice and, and the young man that she was supposed to be dating to entertain the teachers that the Grandpapa was boarding. So that's the way it started.
2: Oh! Oh, this has gone from bad to worse. Gavin,
6: oh. Gavin, it's okay,
2: don't worry. They can't possibly know all this. They had to have been little kids then. Uh. They didn't actually take part in this.
7: One time we ran a, a rope out of a window upstairs and put pulleys on it so we could run a sheet back and forth on it and, oh. and at times we covered up in, Put things to suspend the sheets above our heads, and we, but we were usually far enough away that they couldn't tell what it really was. Yeah. And uh, they were just about as naive as as we had been before we realized that Alice was more of a, an imagination than a real a ghost, thing. Now, I do believe in ghosts, and I think we all believe in ghosts, and and so I didn't avoid accepting the possibility that that could have happened. Anything is possible.
1: Ugh, the only thing that isn't possible is for this to get any worse. Why, 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 why? AT, take me back to Spooky HQ. I can't bear any more of this. It is the ring of mine own heart that hath been flung
2: into the marsh. Oh my God, he's fainted.
1: Why do I even read these steamy novels? I'll never be a Jessica Fletcher. I'll never be a forlorn love ghost. I'll never have a doctor brother throw my ring into a marsh. I'll never have an opportunistic uncle who uses the story of dead me to make money.
2: <sighs> wow, wow, Wow! what is the malaise I'm walking into? Are, are you on a fainting couch? Is this ennui? Where, where do we get a fainting couch? Uh... I have the vapors over this case really doing a
1: number on me.
2: I have never seen this side of you. I mean, we don't close cases all the time at this point. And are you wearing my Eagle Super Bowl ring around your neck? I mean, go birds and all, I'm for it, but this is getting a little crazy. <sighs> I've been
1: staring off into the distances and pondering the impermanence of life. I've accepted that
2: I'll never be a good detective. <laughs> Snap out of it, bud. I just filed our report, and it was fine. Chief loved it. What? She she did? I did love it, Gavin. Chief, when did you get here? Yeah, I mean, even though I said we don't close cases all the time... Sorry, listeners. We we really are sorry. I I think that we actually did close this one. But my ennui... Ennui Schwanwee. You
3: both are gumshoes of the greatest degree. Think about it. You two worked with a highly questionable hacker to find Alice's grave location, talked to people on the scene at All Saints... You heard the story from an expert storyteller and, to chop it all off, got first-hand reports from people who were actually there, who verified that the Alice Flag myth was created specifically for the purposes of making money. At least to this chief, that's a 100%
1: case closed. Well, I, I suppose you're right. Um, hmm, maybe I am a great detective. Either way, leave me be, child. I'm just getting to the good parts of this steamy novel, and I'm completely in the zone. Oh,
2: gross. Okay, I'll see you in the morning. South of Spooky is a production of South Carolina Public Radio and South Carolina ETV. It's hosted by Gavin Jackson and me, A.T. Shire. Our producer is also me, A.T. Shire. Joshua Teckel is our research assistant, Amy Crouch is our supervising producer, and Sean Birch is our executive producer. A special thanks to SCE TV producers Brandy Perrin, Lynn Cornfoot, and Mark Adams for their interview with the Chandler family. You can find this episode, first-hand accounts, research, documents, multimedia, and more on SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org slash spooky.
1: Have you had an encounter with one of South Carolina's famed ghosts? Maybe experienced a haunted spot in the South? or witness something no one would believe? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at spooky at scetv.org and we'll be in touch. Stay safe out there and watch out if you're heading south of spooky.